Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2. Oh! Pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions and a round of the week, complete with a video quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet, Michael Sidgwick taking some well-earned time off because he just couldn't get over how great NXT was last <laughs> night. Isn't that right, Sidge? I mean, if I'm lying, speak up. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Don't snitch, Tag. It's just a joke. Uh, anyway, Hamlet, we're here to look forward to Dynamite. The World Title Eliminator Tournament's going to begin. Uh, Danielson and Guevara running it back, and Keith Lee's getting the worst, worst birthday present ever. <laughs> yeah, this Dynamite on paper looks more like a traditional, um, like good to very good to potentially very great. The ceiling is very high for Dynamite, mm-hmm. the match quality, um, in particular the like the Brian Guevara two out of three falls. Yeah. It's got really high ceiling, the match quality on this show. And yet, in the wake of last week's, like, chaos era (laughs) episode, I'm not sure if I'm ready to go back to normal island yet. I think... It's weird because you've got last week, and then next week's the go-home, isn't it, for full gear? Yeah. This is a bit of a... I want the drama out the ass. Like, the full gear card is looking decent. I still think there's some obvious additions that need to be made and expect them to make. I think the... I've got mixed feelings on the uh, Tournament of Champions because it does kind of feel like Tony Khan's done a Tony Khan and telegraphed the final. Starks and, King, uh, Starks and Page, sorry? All day, unfortunately. Which I like, I like the Eddie Kingston detail, don't get me wrong. I think that's based on what's going on with his character at the moment. But otherwise, it's really hard to imagine anyone getting out of this Rampage tournament other than Page and Starks. So, yeah, it's this could be a very, very good dynamite. But a lot of people hated last week's episode. And for reasons that I thought made it all the more brilliant. It's a, it's a weird little run, this, to the pay-per-view. Yeah, I, I still haven't really, to be honest, decided whether or not Dynamite was good last week. But it was, yeah, I can understand that. It was eventful, and it also, I was saying this to Andy when I was putting my notes together for this, made this note collation very interesting indeed, because I was like, right, okay, we're going to hear from Moxley and MJF, um, Sky Blue versus Jamie Hayter, 
Britt Baker and Soraya face to face. Maybe they'll actually, mm. you know, give you something they've promised for once. Um, <laughs> Kingston, Page, Danielson, Guevara, as I say, the eight man. Yeah. And then I was like, Anything else uh, from last week? Oh, yeah. What's next for Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. So last week's Dynamite was a case of, like, Jeff Jarrett debuted. Colt Cabana was there. Shabbat was there. Anything can happen. This Colt Cabana on this show, do you reckon? Or? I don't think he makes it either. I don't know. I think he's busy. I think the earliest you might see him is Final Battle, and even then you might not even see him there. It's just funny. It's funny how that works out. <laughs> just, it was happening to be funny. Just weren't sure. Just weren't sure. There was an elite segment. The elite were there. Colt Cabana was there. I think Tony Carter's picked a side. Anyway, yeah, anything could happen last week. It can't this week. The show's yeah. the show's pretty full. And this is what I'm saying. Like it's I'm not against the fact that if it is Jeff Jarrett and like Satnam Singh and two dimes <laughs> and Jay Lethal just a sting. I forgot the two dimes bit. <laughs> like, if they're all just there in a little backstage thing and uh, like Jeff Jarrett just reiterate his message from last week and then on rampage Darby's there. Yeah, slap nuts. Oh, I hope so. I want to. I want to slap nuts every week. Um, I'll be staying up late slapping my nuts if uh, Jeff Jarrett's advertised every week. Jeff Jarrett addresses his enemies. Just give me that one week, please. Oh, um, imagine but, right. So they've got Tony does some backstage interviews. Renee does the majority now, yeah. of course, understandably so. But they've still got Marvez, haven't they? Yeah. Oh. So imagine if they were like, okay, we'll have Tony for the occasional. We got Jim Ross for like the proper. You know, uh-huh. you know, if you want to do like the bit that they did with books and mm-hmm. Omega and, and Paige, you got the Renee thing as well, which adds screens to that sort of thing. Hence, why she's doing a face to face tonight. And the Marvel's like, "Why have I been booked?" It's because every week he's gonna get twatted by a guitar, and then Jeff Jarrett's gonna cut a promo <laughs> like Marvel. Please welcome my guest at this. Oh God, Marvel trips over a wire, and all of a sudden the siren starts blaring. Wee woo wee woo wee woo woo. It's like, oh god, me it is then. But like they do the same. Remember when the young book super kicked me? That's pay a fine. Like Jarrett just like yeah, fine. He's <laughs> little. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love. To, no offense, to Alex Marvel. I'd love to yeah. see him get kabonged with a guitar. That'd be fantastic. Not as violently as Darby <laughs> Allen was. Jesus Christ! Pool of blood. Yeah, you'll note that his knee's name reappears nowhere in these notes. Uh, yeah, maybe Jeff Jarrett says something like, um, "We saw I did Darby Allen last week, and now you're never going to see him again." And then either Darby Allen fends for himself or Sting does and says, I think you'll see him again. And I think you'll see him at full gear and it'll be me and him. You Like any two of you. And like next week, the suspense can be, who's, who's Jeff Jarrett going to pick? Could it be like technical wrestling C Primo, Jay Lethal, the man that's brought him in? Could it be the 80 foot tall Satnam Singh who just no-sold Darby Allen's strongest offense? Or could it be Gull Carter? We just don't know. Swerve, it's Comrade Thompson. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you uh, get that match set up because I think it would alleviate a lot of people's nerves that Jeff Jarrett is here for the wrong reasons when I firmly believe, well, in my opinion, every reason Jeff Jarrett makes is the right one. He's here to save the company. I think, I think, I think you'll find that's true. I think it'll be the awesome pay-per-view party match and then off he goes to his uh, shoot job, his admin job behind the scenes. I really, really hope uh, that we get... I, it's the funniest thing in wrestling. Sting, disguised as Sting. It's the best. It's the be- It's never not a popper, is it? Every time he pulls that mask away. Let's do he- that and Darby Allen disguised, disguised as Darby Allen. Yes, I do like that. Like, you know, you see those kids that are dressed as Darby Allen. You're like, hey, look at that uh, young fan in the front row as Darby Oh my God, it's Darby Allen because he could pass as a child. So I think that might be the end for Tony though because he struggles with the Sting stuff anyway. <laughs> it's Sting! It's Darby! It's Sting! It's Darby! So you want you going to lie down in a dark room for a while because it, I don't know if you noticed, but Sting doesn't look like that. 
Sting is Darby. Kill me, JR. What else we got? Uh, let's talk about this world title eliminator tournament. Yeah. Um, Quarter final, yes. Yes. I was going to say, they're doing that weird thing where it's like, this is the semifinals <laughs> of the Dynamite side of things. Did I see the graphic correctly? There's only one Dynamite match, isn't there? The rest is going to be... I have it right here. Is the rest going to fill up the Rampage schedule they between all, now and... Aside from, yeah, it doesn't say anything about, well, obviously, when the semifinals were, would mm. take place. One would assume Dynamite. The winner, obviously... Uh, the, sorry, the final is at full gear. Yeah. And then the winner will get a title shot at Winter is Coming. Uh, but yes, aside from Kingston, Ethan Page, they're all going down on this Rampage, baby. So uh, is that all? Do you think that's Friday's show taken care of? Is that, oh, um, what's that, three matches? Oh, God, yeah, I was going to say, which it could just be spread across quite a few rampages. We haven't got that many. I haven't got many left, have we? So it's like three rampages. So we'll probably know, as of this rampage, what the semi is going to be for next week's Dynamite, perhaps. So. Yeah, just if, but, you're un- if you're unaware, sorry, uh, Kingston Page tonight, the winner of that faces the winner of Bandido Rouge mm-hmm. uh, on Rampage on a Friday, presumably this Friday, uh, and on the other side of the bracket, Lance Archer losing to Ricky, uh, facing Ricky Starks, <laughs> and Brian Cage versus Dante Martin. Ethan Page has surely uh, not talked himself into this final. Imagine if he loses the quarterfinal. Well, this is it, right? So I assume that this is the way around it's gone, is that he's been told, we're going to put you in a pay-per-view match against Ricky Starks. It's going to be the final of the tournament. You could get yourself a title shot because, uh, yeah, we uh, know we instructed you to bring up that you wanted an All-Atlantic title shot in Toronto, but we kind of got bored of that and dropped it. Cool. Mm. So we'll do this instead. And then he's thinking, great, I've got two weeks to talk myself into the spot. And he only goes and bloody does it. Like, he's had a couple of fantastic weeks on the microphone. Road 2's really good as well this week. Is it? I've not seen that, but, like, he's stepping up, you know? I I like seeing wrestlers working up to the position they've been given and clearly making the most of it. Meanwhile, Eddie Kingston is battling these demons and he's kind of falling through the cracks a little bit. and spiralling. Yeah, and so this is not some sort of disastrous, oh, he's lost in the first round. If anything, it's... Oh, Eddie, mate, you lost in the first round. It's it's better for him to lose and then have to do some violent introspection. So I like that this is seemingly predictable. I would be very surprised if they go the other way, and I would feel for Ethan Page if so. The funny thing is, on the on the road to, you know, Eddie Kingston always wants to win. He's mm. just a violent man who's just adored by everyone here at What Culture, understandably. Yeah. Um, but there's a bit where you can tell, like, I'm not sure if he actually wants to win this because he's like, I might have to fight my best friend. Right, yeah, of course. Like he says, oh, I want to fight MJF because he's, you know, fooling everyone mm-hmm. effectively. And I'm sure he, he can't wait to get his hands on MJF, but I don't think he really cares if it's for the title or not. All roads otherwise lead to John Moxley. But yeah, yeah watch the road to it's only like seven minutes and it's just Kingston and Page covered in blood from all the indie matches that they've had. Oh, fantastic. They had a dog yeah. collar match somewhere from Oh, there you go. So they've all, they've got there's law, there's LTST between the two of them. Great. Like, win win for Page. Yes. Uh, let's talk about this two out of three falls match then. Mm. Danielson versus Guevara. And the feud between the JS and the Blackpool Combat Club must continue. But <sighs> if it's if it's uh, Brian Danielson two out of three falls match on Dynamite, I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah, the Danielson-Guevara uh, singles match the other week was trending for something really quite special. But then obviously it's within the confines of television. Ad breaks, we're always going to do what ad breaks do. It's just, it could only reach a certain level. I think this could go higher and I think the two out of three falls will only help. I do think the... So I like, by the way, I I don't know what the consensus is, but I quite like the four-way more than I would have enjoyed Jericho just defend the title in a singles match. Yeah, I agree. I find it weird that they've airlifted Guevara in what was surely the Daniel Garcia spot. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's something we don't know there. Yeah. Injury or So that feels like. a bit weird. But because of Garcia and Brian's previous, it sort of ties together quite nicely here. I think it's it's all just about come good. Chris kind of, Jericho's little buddy. Yeah, and the little buddy stuff was a great line. Sammy Guevara, Sammy Guevara getting that, Split a second to pull a face while the camera cut away and then getting more promo time afterwards was quite 
exciting because you're like, I want to know what's going on. And then they tell you a bit more what's going on. So it was quite, I felt like it was a good bit of fan service on Rampage. It's amazing when they try, isn't it? <laughs> don't, man, don't. Even Sid said it, like, this Rampage was really good. Or yeah. Last week's Rampage was really good. Full and it of was stuff, like, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't exactly have some of the matches that they had every week on Rampage. No. <laughs> yeah, you've got to develop stuff. You've got to carry it forward. Um, Brian, I thought, was really impressive in the... I was a former Ring of Honor champion too, and I'm absolutely sick to the back arse of the JAS. Rampage in long enough. Yeah, you and me both, Brian. Like, this feud isn't really a feud at this point, but the matches themselves are kind of entertaining in spite of it. I think uh, Danielson wins the first fall. Sammy wins the second fall. Both clean. Jericho cheats outrageously, and I mean outrageously, to cost Brian the third fall. And the question, so use as many or as few of the JAS as you wish. Belt shots out the ass. Sammy Guevara with a belt shot of his own with that weird mixed tag belt that he's got. Like, whatever you want to do to cheat, like, Tame has got the referee, the whole deal. And it's, it's a preposterous, like, over, overbooked by design way for Sammy Guevara to beat Brian Danielson after they've had quite a, not a gentleman because Guevara's a heel, but, you know, they've had a, just a physical outing for the first two falls, and Brian is starting to ultimately respect Guevara a little bit, and then it's just cheat, 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 just the most, the worst possible stuff. And the point is that the Blackpool Combat Club are either late to really helping or simply don't at all, as if Brian said, nah, this is a two out of three falls match, this is a mm. this is a goddamn fucking wrestling match, and we're going to do this in the right way. But it continues to build this dissent in. I'm interested in the possibility of full gear being the site of a complete BCC implosion. Mm. Imagine imagine Cesaro and Brian costing each other the belt and basically handing it back to Jericho in the four-way. Imagine William Regal turning on John Moxley in a match where John Moxley loses the world title. Um, uh, and Wheelie Uta's loyalty, we already don't know where that is. It's potentially like the end of the road for the BCC all at once, all these factors converging. Yeah. So I would quite like, like that to play into the finish. And sports entertainment and I'm going to sound very much like me when I say this, done well can be done great. Yes. And there's a match that I would recommend for great cheating, for what I'm referring to. If anybody's got the time, treat yourself to The Rock versus Chris Jericho from the 2002 Royal Rumble, where Jericho at the time was employing the services of Lance Storm and Christian as his Canadian mafia, and he cheats outrageously because The Rock, unlike some other big stars we know, did put people over. Mm-hmm. He laid down for the three count there, um, but it still took all the cheating in the world for Jericho to retain. Let's see that on Guevara's behalf tonight, because it's still a big scalp in the aftermath. Look, Jericho beat The Rock and Steve Austin one night. I don't know if you're aware of it, but he brought it <laughs> once twice. Guevara's saying that he's beat Brian in a two out of three falls match in the build-up to this pay-per-view four-way. It's not the worst bit of promo yeah. style, is it? Yeah, I think Guevara might get the win here. I think it's probably going to go the way you've just laid it out there, so I'm going to give you an alternative. And it involves another sensational match, which is well worth watching in the build-up to this uh, Dynamite. It's John Cena versus Randy Orton in an Iron Man match. (laughs) Uh, where Randy Orton just cheats, gets disqualified, but he's like, oh, that's fine, because if I've twatted him with a chair, he's mm-hmm. down, and I can get a couple of falls whilst doing that. Take the DQ, get the pin. So maybe yeah. that's something that gives that. But then, then, then I was going to say, my booking in my head was like, Danielson gets one clean, Guevara clobbers him, gets one back, but then he's going to get DQ, so be that doesn't work. It, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, it's probably going to go exactly the way you said it. It's going to go, and, yeah, good little build towards full gear, this. Like, should Claudio logically help? 
if Brian's getting, but you know, that's one opponent weaker for the four, isn't it? Imagine if Claudio costs Danielson this match. Like he gets, they're all cheat, 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 JS, cheat, 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 cheat. Mm. Referee turns round one shot from Claudio onto Sammy Guevara. Ref sees that, boom, DQ two. Oh, that's nice as well. They used the DQ in the Omega Pack uh, TV match. Do you remember for one of the falls? Mm-hmm. And that's a really smart way to use it. There are AW to their credit when they do use countouts and DQs. They're typically like big yeah. talking points the next day. So I like that. Oh. I like that a lot. Like he goes for like a big spinning uppercut and Guevara moves out the way and he just levels Brian. Oh, like well, he levels. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Into this. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, we're also going to hear uh, from the world champion and the number one contender, John Moxley and MJF on this show. I don't know whether they're going to both be there, because I swear I read something today that it was like, you ain't going to see MJF on telly until full gear, because he's off doing the Iron Claw filming, or do he's involved with something along those lines, which looks mint, by yeah. the way. Um, yeah. The Von Eric film, by the way, if you're unaware. It's, yeah, is there, there are... Is this just a rumour that he's going to be Lance Von Eric? No, it's confirmed. Is it? Oh, it's fantastic. He's, 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 he's great casting. He's a perfect Lance Von Eric. Yeah, it's inspired. I also loved uh, all the, not probably not teenage girls, but people seeing Zac Efron as a thingy and going, what's he done to his hair? Yeah. He's a Von Eric. Right. That's not the guy from High School Musical. <laughs> if they both can't be here tonight, um, I would have John Moxley do a Blackpool Combat club type vignette you know when they were doing the ones where they were just forged in blood but they're just in some dingy little gym that may as well be moxley's own garage just working out and uh and that's all well and good and moxley said i'm absolutely 100 ready like i'm not bothered about that. i just do not care about the noise of the firm i don't care about the noise of you 
I don't care about whether you're going to cheat, whether you're going to not. I'm John in Moxley, and I don't like waste my time on that sort of stuff in the build-up to a big fight. I'll see you there. And it's just some really cool training, and yet Moxley can cut these promos in his sleep. All good. And then MJF does something that acts in two separate strands. Number one, as a parody of the Moxley thing. Yes. By working out in the most like luxurious gym, like there's the highest tech facilities in the world. And then there's a pullout to reveal it's MJF's personal performance center. <laughs> and it's one big dig at Regal. So I wasn't good enough for your poor dunk little talentless gym in Florida. Well, I bought the goddamn gym. Like I am now the performance center. And uh, who's the top graduate? Oh yeah, it's Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And uh, I don't see pictures of trips all over the wall. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't need a terrible coach like you because I coach myself. Or he, like, there's some really cool in jokes of the people he's got. Be in the, the cerebral assassin. Yeah, any anything like that. But it scans as both a parody of the Moxley thing and yet another reminder of William, like of William Regal's. Kind of crucial involvement. They gave him that promo time last week. It's getting exciting thinking about where this is going to go, isn't it? Mm. So uh, that if you're going to have them there, not there but there, that's what I would like to see. And if you think about the history of this, like Jericho parody and the Cody one, still like all-timer build stuff, isn't it? Like the, the Ernest Cody, mm. I want to be a champion video. So they've got a history of being really good. The dark side of the ring one that MJF did for the same. I wouldn't be surprised if Virgil showed up again. Virgil could be the guy. Like he's past Virgil's finishing class. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, exactly. I think there, you, there may be a, a Moxley in-ring promo to maybe have some more stuff with the firm here. Mm. Um, ooh, no, I've, I've, I'm, I'm getting too WWE. I'm booking so many different people to accidentally cost someone a match because I was thinking, what if Moxley tries to take out Paige and actually accidentally costs Kingston the match? That's two in the same show. Calm down, Adam. Yeah. It's not Monday Night Raw. It's uh, I think as well, like, you can't really imagine AEW booking their world champion to kind of get in the mix in the first round of the contenders tournament, can you? No. It's like they don't make their champions. Like, Moxley could do it on a wet Wednesday in Stoke, but the point is AEW don't make him. Yeah, and that's kind of the difference between the two companies, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, we'll talk about the match in a second, uh, but I mentioned earlier we are finally going to hopefully get that face-to-face between Soraya and Britt Baker. Mm. I was joking when earlier I, I mentioned that they took it away because it was actually very clever the way they did it at Britt Baker being like, I'm not going to do it just because you say I've got to do it. Yeah, I, I'm so looking forward. This is the thing I'm most looking forward to on this whole card. It's they have built up. So they've got like three things really here. They've got the uh, the face-to-face itself, which they really smartly delayed last week. They've got the announcement of the match slash the reveal of the graphic, which is going to be a huge pip when that's finally confirmed full gear. And why is it going to be confirmed full gear? Because presumably tonight, Paige is going to speak to her last doctor. Sorry, Soraya is going to speak to mm. her last doctor, and she's going to be cleared. And that's possibly like a roof coming off the building moment. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. like that, they've delayed... What is surely the inevitable? Yes. So fantastically well here. And I, I'm just not cleared, so it's going to be <laughs> exactly, uh, exactly. What? But, but I think you know the guy, and it's like <laughs> some lame. So it's just not happening, is it? She's cleared. It's going to rule. They might even double down on that by um, Paige getting the big pop by saying she's cleared, and then Britt Baker ruining the moment and like doing something particularly awful to Paige. Oh, like ramming her into the steel post, and like Paige immediately goes to the neck. <laughs> Or something like that. A, a pile driver. A good, oh, a good old-fashioned right. pile driver. Yeah. Just, just as, the simplest stuff still works just as well. Yeah. But there, so you, there's so much that you feel like you know is going to happen, that it's going to be very... Again, this feels like a very fan service segment. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, exactly. Don't go out there alone, Soraya. No. Yes. Yeah. 
it's go- oh, I, I'm going to be on tenterhooks for, throughout this. I think um, Jamie Hayter will be like nowhere near this as well. Yeah, because she's well, she's in action. Uh, we can talk she's about busy, now. Yeah, uh, she's in action against Sky Blue. A relatively straightforward victory on the cards here. I just saw as well that uh, Karashida and Tony Storm are teaming up on Dark. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> why don't you put that? Tony, why don't you put that? There's two women's matches on the bloody Crown Jewel oh, show, Crown Jewel, yeah, that's not ideal. Um, I think this is going to be brief uh, because they easily took care of Sky Blue and Madison Rain yes. are on Rampage, of course. And this is just going to be more... Intrigue and excitement uh, as we head towards the, I keep forgetting, interim women's yeah. title match at uh, Full Gear with Tony Storm. I seek, and again, like, I secretly hope, against hope, that, like, this won't just be a squash, because it will just be a squash, and Jamie Hayter's got a win, and, you know, Tony Storm might stand on the ramp or whatever. But there are flashes of the particularly cruel physical chemistry between Jamie Hayter and Sky Blue in the tag match actually made me want more, and AW said, all right, I'm give me a little more. Yeah. But what they're giving you is the cruel beating of Sky Blue because Jamie Hayter is going to kill her. And it's exactly what you need in terms of building your challenger. Uh, what is crucial to the story, because Tony Storm said it like three times and Wrestling Code tells you that this matters, is that Britt Baker, this was the word, has turned Jamie Hayter into a bully. Mm. There's not many more heel traits quite like being a bully. And Jamie Hayter is so popular at this point that they've come up with the one word that will contextually get her booed as a situational heel against her former friend, Tony Storm. The person she loved in lockdown has become a bully under the tutelage of Britt Baker. Who's, who better to take a bully in beating than Sky Blue? So Jamie Hayter gets to exhibit that. Tony Storm can look on disapprovingly. And Jamie Hayter, enough, enough of this BS. I'm not a bully. I'm just hard as nails. I'm harder than you ever were, and I'm going to take your title. You know, you said Jamie Hayter's going to be nowhere near the Britt Baker and Soraya thing. I think I've got a way to get her out of the way. Mm. And also, please, Tony Khan, in terms of... Pull the women's stuff together because... Yeah. So what if... Like a meal deal. Yeah. Sky Blue, Jamie Hayter, probably mm-hmm. is only going to go five minutes yep. or whatever, yeah? Jamie Hayter wins mm-hmm. and is barely getting her hand raised. You want to do you want to do Tony Storm stuff, then that's fine. Tony Storm watching on or on commentary maybe, mm-hmm. or at least joining commentary for her thoughts. Jamie Hayter is literally getting her hand raised and then you hear... DMD, and she's like, piss off out the ring. Not actually saying piss yeah. off out the ring, but effectively going, right, out of the way, time for me, because kind of my match Great is win. bigger than Hair yours. Great win, ruffle. Yeah. My match is bigger than yours. It's just for the interim women's title, and I've got to face this former WWE star. So, if anything, probably on the card. Oh, I go <laughs> yeah, that's you. good. That's good, yeah. I like that. I just I get a feeling that that serves many masters. Britt Baker, like, welcomes Jamie here to hit the showers. You get yourself back. Good job, well done. Mm. And here's like, you don't need to tell me the fucking thing, mate. I'll, I'll absolutely batter you. Promo class is in session now. Yeah, yeah. Lots of fun you could have with that. I quite like that. Mm. And it does play to the thing where they do like it all but together as well. But before we go any further, mm-hmm. and I'm really scared about doing this because normally we don't have to handle it, but yeah. still. It's time to play the game! And what is the name of that game, Michael? Oh. Well, the name of that game is... Oh, this is ladies I'm thinking old Desmond this is where, if you're unaware, we predict the time of the first entrance theme yeah. for the women wrestlers that are having the one women's match on Dynamite, despite the fact they've got Tony Storm and Cora Shooter working. They're yes. just doing it on dark. There's a feature designed to satirize the fact that it's been three years and they still haven't added a second women's match on the reg. I realize I have a soundboard and we have lots of fun on this podcast. This is a feature I am desperate to retire. Oh, it'd be great to hide in the bin. Like, honestly, we it's keep... It's such tr- an easy win. It's such we a- keep trying to throw it in the bin and Tony Khan keeps forcing us to Nicky Cross it and miss. 
Like, so, we would love nothing more than to just drop that off our shoulder. No luck, the whole deal. Yes. So, yes, we predict the time of the first entrance theme uh, for the female female wrestlers in the in the match, uh, Sky Blue and uh, Jamie Hater mm-hmm. here. Uh, Michael Cedric won, I believe, last week. Okay. Uh, shout out to Jose Palajares, uh, who has been uh, looking after the data of this. Deputizing. I'm not sure if uh, Adam Blair slash Adam Wilton is back this week, but mm. I'm sure... Some one of the, one of the guys is gonna could have a mega powers explode moment between Whoa. the two custodians of ladies' night. I thought it was one sixteen twenty one. Well, I got sixteen twenty two. And I, I, you know, to be fair, I did ask Michael Sidgwick for his time mm-hmm. on this because you know we don't want him to miss out and just bump our scores whilst he's away. And he said three hours. So ah. yeah, an interesting yeah. choice I thought, considering so, this is only a two hour show. But I mean, uh, he's the guy that wrote the book, which you can buy on Amazon. By the way, wherever the hell you live, search for Michael Sidgwick. Mm. Coming all elite, the rise of AW, like it's in there. So I would trust him over any of our stupid guesses. So do you want to go first or second here? I'll go first if that's all right. Go on. This is a very, very. I was going to say one second above or below you. Yeah, a traditionally laid out dynamite. So I have to go with the traditionally laid out women's match time. And I was. Well, how would the, how would the show open if that was uh, if that was the case? <sighs> right. Uh, what's he do again? Boom, let's go ignite. It's a judgment day. We've got the boom. It's Cody Rhodes is in the credits. Light the boom. Dynamite. I got cereal spilling out of my mouth. What that means. And uh, then you hear Times like, have changed now, haven't they? Clocks have gone back. Clocks have gone back, yeah, so it's only midnight. ruined it. Look at me, we got CM Punk on commentary. You know it's all about the boom. Adam Cole, baby. I got cereal on the ceiling oh, the f- <laughs> Jesus Christ this is the best period for wrestling ever <laughs> oh, I'll see you later anyway we'll probably, uh, <laughs> oh god oh god Darby I'll Allen. sleep on the sofa we just saw a black and white video of a man jumping off the roof hey, are you losing faith in this product I think so no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> oh when the cat's away <laughs> I go with one hour, 19 minutes. Okay, so what do you think is main event? Two out of three falls match? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that's, that, that's the thing. Because I think that's good. World title opener, Kingston, big yeah. crap. Yeah. 119? Yeah. Would you, can you vaguely remember these? Because I definitely won't. Actually, I'll write them down now. One hour, 19 minutes, 18 seconds, because I like it. When okay, and I'll go one hour. Uh, hang on, wait a second. Let's work this out, Adam. So... Main event, Danielson, Sammy Guevara. Give it plenty of time. Lots of ad breaks, probably. Um, but if I'm, I'm going to go with my booking. So that's, uh, that's let's say, one hour 30, okay? Mm-hmm. The last half an hour, effectively. Um, but that's with entrances. But then you also need, I need to allocate time for, my in my booking, Brit and Soraya. Mm-hmm. They should get a good 10 minutes to go back and forth. You know what rounds with Brit? Um, all <laughs> that. So that's 120. Yeah. Jamie Hayter beats Sky Blue in short order. One hour, mm-hmm. 14 minutes, Ooh. 15 seconds. Okay, 15 seconds. It's going to be like five minutes of a sweet spot where it could fall. And then, the, like, someone, not us, thankfully, is going to do the math. Yeah. Someone's going to have to be an axiom here. Let's hope he's in the first hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all yours, isn't it? Um, finally. Uh-huh. Um, a belated uh, congratulations. Salutations. Salutations. Uh, many celebrations. Uh, hope you have a succulent Chinese meal. 
It's Keith Lee's birthday yesterday. Yes. Uh, and he tweeted, worst birthday present ever when he discovered he is going to have to tag with Swerve, who he's a tag team partner, a former tag team champion with, of course. Yeah. He's not the same guy he was when they were tag team champions, let's be honest. He breaks people's fingers and brings in Rick Ross, which, uh, no Rick Ross this week. I mean, the number's going to fall off a cliff because <laughs> no one to shout, accusations! I said this to Andy earlier. Next tag team champions, sorry FTR, should not be FTR or Swerve, or the guns. After the acclaimed, it should pass naturally to Rick Ross and Action Bronson. The new tag team in AEW that I can't wait to see more of. No lies detected. Oh my God, imagine a trio's champions with Hook. Yeah, don't worry, the elite, we don't need you <laughs> yeah, back. actually, you know those are things where you sort of evaporated from the shot? We're just going to keep it that way. Like when you regenerate, you're actually going to be Hook, Ash and Bonson and Rick Ross. Didn't they used to be different trio champions? Accusation! Oh, it turns out I don't care. Um, so I was going to say, yes, he's got a team with Swerve yeah. and the bloody guns. It's so... Yes, boys. It's pretty great, this. I really like how all of this converged. I'm a big fan of the AEW Tag Division at the moment. Um, this is top of the hour stuff, this match for me. Yeah. Um, you get the you get the absolutely monster, enormous Road Warrior all-time for FTR at this point. Um, nothing like nothing goes wrong when they're out there, even if the match isn't like of that FTR tag standard because they're just too hot. Um, the acclaimed, obviously, every week, no matter how much I say, I think the scissoring thing is wearing thin, and AEW's there, double, treble, quadruple down, and it works, and it yeah. gets even more. There's going to be scissor fingers. There's going to be a sea of oh, uh, pink yes. scissors this week. It's going to look awesome. Um, so I just think this will be hot. It, the expectations. I'll try and do this in the place of Sidgwick because he's always wise to this. The expectations are have to be a level below because the young books aren't in it. That is the code, and he yes, did crack fair. it a long time ago. They're the masters of um, putting these matches together. But nonetheless, the moving parts of all of where the characters are at right now. So the guns have cost FTR, so that FTR are desperate to get revenge on the guns. But FTR know that uh, Swerving Our Glory and the Acclaimed are going to have this big tag match, and the winners have got to be ready for them. They were they handed the belts back to the Acclaimed mm-hmm. last week. So there's going to be trust on the babyface side. There's no need for awkwardness. Well, at least they, I watched the Acclaimed on the road too, and they said effectively we're against six people in this match. Ah, well then, shut my mouth. I they thought, said, they said, we respect FTR, we appreciate their support mm. last week, but we all know that they are coming for the tag team titles, basically. I would like to see the babyface teams trying to outwork each other at the expense of the guns. So they <laughs> yeah. just use the guns as like whipping boys for being the best. So the acclaimed have got the tag belts, but they've also got a latent insecurity because FTR are kind of the best. FTR have got every other tag belt. Um, I think the heels win this. Mm, yes. I, I, like, I don't know if that's a hot take or not because the baby faces are just the, like those two teams are maybe like what with John Moxley, the most over baby faces in the whole company. Are you saying. Are you suggesting, Michael Hamlet? <coughs> can they coexist? <laughs> I just, I think egos and vanity will get the better. I expect a big rig uh, to be hit on one of the guns or something like that, but there to be chaos and uh, the wrong legal man or something. And I think swerving our glory uh, get the win, possibly over Max Caster. <gasps> I know it's pinning a champion, which I know is risky. But, um, well, actually, everyone's a champion on the baby face side. <laughs> yes. That's 64 fucking belts. Um, but, yeah, I think Max Caster, like, you play with the full gear. People are really divided on that tag match, and you want to keep them there because there's two very viable 
like how often does AEW have a big major match where, yeah. the, where the winner isn't obvious? And in Swerving Our Glory and the Acclaimed, you've really got one because this title reign might just be a bit of fun and you might put them back on Swerve or Keith Lee might once and for all decide Swerve, you're kind of an asshole, buddy, and then that team comes to an end. So I love that. I think you need to keep the doubt high and I think Matt's Caster loses here to maintain that for full game. Mm. I know that maybe doesn't go with the most logical approach because FTR, they're not on the card, are they, for full game at the moment? Not at the time of recording, as far as I'm aware. They'll probably have to defend the ROH belts. Uh, maybe them against the guns on the zero hour or something like that. Pre-show, maybe. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of them trying to outdo each other with battering the guns. And as a little sweetener, I've got another spot for you. Mm. And guess what? What? Once again, it's not impossible. Go on. Then. So you've got that team trying to outdo each other. Yeah. And you've got... Three arseholes on the other team. Yes. And Keith Lee. Three arseholes and Keith Lee, basically. <laughs> and I said that with I said that with all the love and respect that Swerve deserves. Absolutely lovely man. Yeah. Right. So, what's Keith Lee's big thing? It's the pounce. Mm -hmm. I want the guns to try and pounce Dax Harwood and just bounce off him like Darby Allen bounced off Satnam Singh, please. Oh, that's great. Oh, do you know what else I've just thought of as well? Scissor me, Dax, yes! <laughs> and Dax Harwood... Dax Harwood just staring at these fingers in his face. Anthony Bowen's just buzzing. Go on. Dax Harwood, like, looking at, looking at Cash. What the has happened to tag wrestling? Like, yes. They're our mates, but what has got, like, what has happened to these belts? He's got the scissors out. This is me, Dax, yes. And then it all breaks down before I can scissor, and that's how they end up losing. Yeah, it's great Dax stuff, was, that. Dax was late with the scissor. Yeah, you know what, bollocks. Open the show with this. <laughs> this is great stuff. Uh, let us know your thoughts ahead of Dynamite tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch that. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, for daily wrestling podcasts. Our next review is available right now. And we'll be back tomorrow with Michael Sidgwick to review AEW Dynamite. But for now, this has been the AEW Dynamite preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet, thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh, jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello. Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.